Bachelor by Creating Dolores Fossil's book, The Last Radio, Chapter 14. Lucian had absolutely certain, Lucian was absolutely certain this was going to happen, so he slid the so-called invitation right, wasn't going to happen, so he slid the so-called invitation right back across the desk toward the new assistant, Sunday Adler, who just slid it to him again. Even though Sunny had worked for him now for well over a month, since a few days after Christmas, she still had a lot to learn. Charlie had helped with that by giving Sonny some detailed notes and exchanging emails with her. However, Sonny still had a way, ways to go, not just learn about him, but also the job as his new cattle broker company. However, Lucian was about to give her one very important lesson. No, he stretched that out a few syllables just so she'd get it. No, she questioned, but it was really more of a challenge. She gave her... A wad of pink gum, a crack, and stared at him, somehow managing to keep her eyelids open despite the qu- quarter pound of makeup on them. But the invite says if you don't go to the party, Miss Stapleton won't buy those cows you're trying to sell her. Cattle, not cows, he corrected, and it's Mrs., not Miss. What the invitation didn't say was that this was a party for two, especially for him and Carrie Stapleton, where she would be expecting him to pony up with his dick to get the cattle. Even if Carrie had been single, it wouldn't have happened. He didn't mix business with pleasure, which was why he kept his hands off Carly for over a decade. Carly? Sonny asked, making him wonder what she said. Hell, had he mumbled Carly's name out loud again? He'd been doing that a lot in the six weeks since Christmas when she ended their fake engagement and moved back to her apartment. Actually, he'd been doing it a lot of thinking about her, too, which was why he called... Her at least a dozen times. She answered each of those dozen times, but the conversation had been as shallow as a stream during a drought. Ironic, since they seem to discuss the weather a lot these days. The topic of the discussion wasn't whether Carly's fallback was the charity rodeo, specifically how the training was going. Lucian's answers had been fairly short in that department, mainly because he was getting his butt busted whenever he climbed into the saddle. Most riders actually improved their time with training, but Lucian was definitely going in a different direction. Sonny slid another paper on his desk, not a booty call this time, but a copy of a proposal for some cattle Carly was apparently trying to buy. He said you wanted any update on this, Sonny reminded him. He did, because it was the same cattle that Lucian was about to bid on, and his bid was going to be higher. Lucian mentally repeated that part about not mixing business with pleasure and made the keystrokes on his computer to delete his bid. Carly could have the cattle, and maybe the next time he called her, there'd be a little more depth in that proverbial steam. God, he missed her. Not just her easy way of running things and keeping his life in order. He missed her. Her smile, that sweet draw on her voice, and yes... Mr. Nipples, that last one probably put him in the horn dog category, but that particular part of her had made an impression on him when she'd been kissing his lights out. Then just like that, they gone from nipples to cool conversations and only made him ache for her even more. Amelia, Sonny said, drawing his attention back to her. That gum got another crack when she handed in a message. She phoned when you were in that meeting and asked you to call her. She wants to chat. No, it was going to turn into a conversation about going back to the old ways, specifically no commitment sex. In the past month, Amelia had let him know through repeated phone calls that she was in his life. She was his for life. Well, all he wanted was sex without the hassles. Well, that sounded good on the surface. He was beginning to think that some hassles might be worth it. Lucian glanced up to make sure a lightning bolt wasn't about to hit him. Never had he had thought like that, and it was best to keep that notion in his head until he figured out what to do about it anyway. And finally, Louis Bay Merkel from the Wrangler's Creek Historic Society called. So I sent him another message. She said, if you re- 
she asked if he re reconsidered giving him the rodeo belt. Buckle, he automatically corrected. The answer to this was easy to no. It was just, it was stupid for him to dig in his heels like this. After all, he was in a legal stalemate with his father, one that would end through the historic society through their one percent support his way. Still, this felt like that dick invite from Mrs. Mrs. Stapleton. If he let the historic society screw him, then he'd win. But it wouldn't feel much like a win to him. That's the buckle they want, isn't it? Sonny asked, tipping her head to the case on his desk. It was right next to his copper-edged nameplate. It is. Thanks to Carly's Christmas gift to him, it was now in a nice display box, one that he could easily pack for his overnight trips. The case would stop it from getting scratched. Leave it to Carly to think of something like that, and it sure beat the business card holder that he got for her. So he hoped that she saw his gift as an endorsement for her new company. Sonny was only holding one piece of paper, and she put it on the desk. That's your itinerary for the week. She eyed him over the top of her red sparkled glasses. Carly said it wouldn't do any good to remind you that you should wear a suit for the dinner party you've got on Saturday. No, it wouldn't do any good. But it made him wonder just how much contact Carly had had with Sonny. Probably a lot since Carly had offered to help Sonny during the trans this transition. Newton was better. But in their conversation had been as shallow as the ones Carly had with him. When Sonny felt finally let, Lucian got up, walked to the window, and stared out at the San Antonio skyline. To go with his fresh start, he left his office at Granger Enterprises and moved downtown. He had the right office of Prime Corner One, and it was the right building. It was expensive enough to go with the image he wanted for his new company, Lucian Granger Cattle, and he structured the business so that it wasn't something his father or anyone else in his family could ever touch. It was his, and only his, something that should have sent him back to his desk to work instead of staring out the window. But instead of feeling excited about possibly new deals, thought as if he burned too many candles at both ends. Shit. Enough of this. Send Carly flowers to congratulate her for the cattle deal. We should instruct to Sonny. Is that deal final? She asked. It will be after I send out a few texts. Oh, okay. And should I use the floors Carly mentioned on the note she gave me? Lucian nodded, though he didn't care where the flowers came from. Rescheduled my appointments for the day. He called out to her as he grabbed the Stetson. Sonny immediately scurried into his office, and he saw her confused expression. That's because he wasn't an appointment rescheduling kind of boss, but he was a... Uh, is there some kind of emergency? Lucian didn't answer, but yeah, there was an emergency. A big-ass personal one. He needed to fix this shallow shit between Callie and him, and he thought he knew the fastest way to do that. Grab some condoms from his desk drawer, shove them into his pocket. Carly had always thought herself good at multitasking, but clearly that it implied to getting ready for a date while making notes for the counterbid she would almost certainly have to make. She had presented a decent first bid, however, there would no doubt be a lot of competition, likely from Lucian. She tried not to think about that, though. Actually, she tried not to think about Lucian himself, but she was failing at that. Not just now, either. She'd been failing at it for the past month. Carly could blame Carly could blame Joe's revelation for that. Lucian had called her father on the night he died, had perhaps even knowingly given the suicide a nudge, and Carly didn't know how to deal with that. Or rather, she didn't know how to deal with it well, and that's why she limited the contact she had with Lucian. A conversation about that night couldn't result in anything good. If something that Lucian had said had indeed triggered the suicide, he'd never forgive himself once he learned it hadn't been an accidental death. While Carly would be able to get past it eventually, it wouldn't be easy. Of course, none of what she was doing was easy with so much of her money tied up in her cattle investments with no cash coming in yet she could barely afford the rent on her apartment in her office such that it was it was 
such a sketchy section of town that she'd been meeting clients at restaurants or else out at the Granger Range where Roman was still leasing her some land. She finished something on, smoothing on the lipstick that she immediately decided was too red. She wiped it off, discarded the tissue in the trash can next to her desk. The Kleenex laid it on top of the other two collars she tried and dismissed. Now her lips were slightly swollen from all the rubbing, making it look as if she'd just been kissed a lot. That wasn't a good image to have for her first date. Digging into her makeup bag, she located some simple tilted lip gloss and went with that. She also managed to get on her shoes, which she second-guessed as well. They were red heels for footwear more suited for Amelia or Candy, but when Carly had bought them, she wanted something different in the hopes that it would rub off on her attitude. So far, it hadn't. Even the date itself fell into the same general category of wanting something different. It had been nearly a year since she had a date, and while she wasn't exactly tingling with anticipation about seeing Simon Mick Metcalf, the rancher Jordan had set her up with, she was going through with the dinner and movie, going through with rebuilding her life too. Spent too much time lust and overlution, and she was ready to test out lust on other guys. When Carly heard the knock at her office door, she slightly cursed. Simon was early. She hadn't asked him to meet her in the lobby. Rather than her office, that was in part because she hadn't wanted him to see that her office consisted of a desk, chair, and trash can. She had her eye on a filing cabinet that she'd been buying. Once she sold off the first herd she bought, she grabbed her purse to cut down on the time they'd actually be in the office, threw open the door, and this time her cursing wasn't silent. Shit! She spit out in her hand, went over her heart to study it, just because it wasn't Simon, but rather Lucian. I don't want to discuss the weather with you. Lucian growled. It sounded like some kind of complaint or declaration of war. The tone coordinated with the tight muscles in face. And I can't stop thinking about your nipples. All right, Carly certainly hadn't seen that coming. And she automatically checked the front of her top to make sure those particular parts of her weren't visible against fabric. They weren't. Now Lucian Kerr shook his head as if disgusted with himself for saying that. Carly wasn't disgusted, but she was confused. She was about to tell him that. They could talk, not about the weather either, when she was back from her dinner date, but Lucian didn't give her a chance to say anything. He snapped her to him and kissed her, and it wasn't an ordinary kiss. Another weather issue about this, it was an all it was all animal attraction, lust, and his incredible body landing against her. Lucian might have had nipples on his mind, but her thoughts had gone in a slightly lower direction, specifically a couple inches below his belt. The heat, his body, and his below-the-belt inches swept her right away. But Carly held on to her composed common sense long enough to wonder if she could bring up the call she made to her father. Common sense, though, didn't last long. It was not a match for Lucian's inches and touches. Yes, he touched. Specifically, his hand slipped from the back of her neck all the way down her body until he reached her butt. Then the cupping started the moving, too, because he backed her into the room. And without even pausing the kiss, he kicked the door shut and locked it. So apparently he wanted some privacy. Considering that he already had an erection, Carly didn't think it was much of a stretch for her to believe that he was here for sex. She wanted to feel a little conflicted about that, or at least slightly hesitant, but there wasn't a threat of anything she could remotely consider as hesitation. She was just as ready for this as Lucian, and his mouth apparently were. Lucian took those scorching kisses to her neck, a move she greatly appreciated. It was her hot spot for her, and Lucian must have quickly figured that out from the whimpery moan she was making because he kept it up, using his tongue to get his point across, his point better, being that he was going to make this an orgasm to remember. Speaking of orgasms, Carly nearly had one when Lucian slid up her top in the same motion. He pushed down the cups 
of a bra, and he showed her what he could do with tongue kisses. Yes, he really did like nipples, and when he was done kissing her there, Carly had to admit she had to think for them, too. Well, she did when Lucian was doing the kissing. He went lower with the kisses to her belly. She made bear by pushing her skirt down to her hips, but then he stopped and looked up at her as if waiting for something. We aren't going to discuss the weather, are we? She asked. Hell, I hope not. But I should give you a chance to stop or at least catch your breath. She wasn't even sure if she had breath any longer, much less if it needed catching, but she had to know. What about this one? He guessed his way back up her body so that they were face to face space, and she waited for what might be some response to her. What about this one? You was always said, not a bad answer, nope, and she didn't think it was a dose of text in monarchy either, since that wasn't the way Lucian did things, of course. She'd never gotten as far with him to know it if monarchy or sweet nothings came into play when his direction was calling shots calling the shots. Good, she managed to say this time she was the one who did the pulling and kissing. She dragged Lucian back to her, not that it took a lot a whole lot of effort, came back to her with the same heat and enthusiasm as he had when this had first started. It seemed to be the only green light that Lucian needed. He maneuvered her to her desk and pushed aside the papers and such that were there, business cards and ink pens pinned to the floor. And that's when she realized sex was going to happen right here. Definitely not the moonlight and roses fantasy she always had. But then, just getting to this point was fantasy enough. The moment her back, the moment her back was on the desk, Lucian pushed up her skirt and rid her of her panties. The kissing and touching stopped for just a few seconds while he fumbled in his pocket. Four condoms, she realized. In fact, multiple condoms since she saw several of the full wrapper ones fall to the floor amid the office supplies. Apparently, he'd been thinking about her nipples a lot. Carly would have smiled about that as Lucian hadn't finished with the condom and moved back to her, not on top of her exactly, but close enough that his chest brushed against her breast. Took a moment for her to realize what the sensation of that caused her to make more of the morning sounds of pleasure. That's because her top was still up, her bra still down, and her breasts were touching the shirts. She quickly did something to make that sensation even better. She unbuttoned him so that the bare skin was against bare skin. Now this was part of the fantasy. So was Lucky Gamer. It was a cowboy warrior. Look as if he'd just conquered herds of wild cattle and won a range war or two. The air was heavy with testosterone, probably heavy as well with all the heat generating in her body. A heat that would make this all in too soon for her. Of course, Odinoff didn't stand a chance against the fantasy. She was having sex with Lucian Granger. Finally, and those deep hard thrusts inside her were swirling her around and around till Carly only had one place to go. The place where pleasure moans peaked and turned to whatever sound was now coming from her throat. She was lost, willingly lost, and she kept on losing, 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 until she get, got the best part of the fantasy, the orgasm that Lucian gave her. End of chapter 14.